You're listening to Rob Kendall. When we talk about sending money somewhere, Mm -hmm. we're talking about printing the money because we have no money. And Casey Daniels. My government would never lie to me, would they? On 93 WIPC. WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. And oh my goodness, Casey, uh, we talked about this last week. There is an incredible feel-good story in Indiana politics. To our surprise. Yes. And you know, (laughs) you know, we have a segment on this show where by threat of force, management has forced me to find good things Mm -hmm. in the world to talk about. Yeah. And we're giving people a double dose of that today because we'll have that segment coming up later. Yeah, it's a twin spin. But uh, one of the real feel-good stories going on in Indiana politics and government right now is that Jamie Rittenauer, Mm -hmm. who is running for governor on the Republican side, got the signatures necessary to run for governor. Yes. Not only did she get the 4,500 signatures, she totally blew it out of the water, went way past it, and did it, as we said, with a budget of about eight cents. Yeah. (laughs) And we, we, you know, we had Jamie on the show several months ago, and she said, God told me to run. And we said, did God tell you how to get the signatures? And she said, I'll figure it out. We said, said, well, we're going to be excited to see that because that is a terribly expensive operation and she did it yep. and she joins us now jamie hello hello robin casey thanks for having me this morning so you were with us several months ago yes. and we were like who is this person actually micah had first said you've got to meet jamie rittenauer she's fabulous you came to life church you preached there yes. then we had you on the show and we said okay god told you to run that's wonderful did he tell you how to get the signatures you said you were going to get them how did you get the signatures because you only raised like seventeen thousand dollars and yet you got something it was some amazing number like six thousand signatures this is the yes. just such a great story how did you do this so the people of indiana are amazing mm-hmm. we said we were going to do it we're not politicians we got it done the reason why it's easy is because indiana does not want politics anymore The people of Indiana are looking for someone they can trust. They're having these conversations in their dining rooms, in their kitchens. They're saying every single decision politicians are making at this point in time in our lives, we are feeling in the moment. And so when you come to them and you say, I have no motive, but just to serve you, it inspires people. And when people are inspired, they will work and make sacrifice. My team is completely volunteer staff. We have one person that is actually paid. And I am telling you, I saw grandmothers and grandfathers, moms and dads out in the cold. We had the little heat warmers in our gloves. Like we weren't Mm -hmm. playing around. Um, And it was an amazing experience. And so I do want to take this opportunity to just say to the Indiana Goodness team, thank you. And we are so excited for all of you that are going to join. You will love working together in the state of Indiana to get rid of the politics and do what is right by the people. You are the only non-professional politician. I mean, okay, Doden kind of isn't. But uh, she's, giving she's us with the, Jamie's waving uh, her hands back and forth. Come see, come see. I, I mean, but let's face it, you don't rise to being the head of the IEDC, whether it's under Pence or Holcomb or whoever, without being uber connected. And you basically are a politician, whether you want to call yourself that or not. That position is every bit as powerful as being a, a state senator. You're, you, I mean, let's face it, you are the most non political person of the people running. You're the only kind of non-political person. How about I phrase it like that? Mm -hmm. You're the only non-political person running. Okay, yeah. And I think what's good for people to do, right, is listen to what people are saying and what people are doing. All it takes is look at the articles that are being written. Look at the questions that are being asked. 
they are telling you, yeah, I support the IEDC. Yes, I think your taxpayer dollars should go to the IEDC where they can go and purchase land. Like, we're conservatives. Where did that concept go? Right. We don't believe that the government should be using our taxes to do whatever they want with our money. And so I think that when you ask yourself a question, is this person a politician or not? You need to not just listen to what they say, look at what they do. That is what we're doing right now. We're actually, we're in a interview process for governor in the state of Indiana. And I encourage you to listen to what people are saying, but also watch what they do. All right, Jamie, you mentioned the interview process. And eventually, in any interview, somebody says, what skill set do you bring to the job? So we know if we're looking on a spectrum, someone like Mike Braun, who has been a senator and now is going to run for governor, he has the experience of politics. You, on the other hand, saying, hey, I don't have the experience of politics, and that's a good thing. But you have to to bring something to the table. So what is it? I love the question. So I am a person that I've worked in corporate America. I'm a servant leader. What did you do? Like, yeah. Wh- so I was a mortgage uh, compliance manager. I worked for a mortgage broker in California. It was the second largest mortgage broker. Um, we had 1,500 loan officers. So it was my job to protect the broker's license. So I really like that. It's a great bridge for the people of the state of Indiana because it's my job to protect their interest. Um, I don't think that we should have people that are in office that are guiding and leading us that are um, of the mindset that we want our government to operate like a business. That is not what we want. We want the government to be there to serve the people, to have the best interests of the people in mind, and we want it to be as small as possible, right? That is why we encourage everyone to focus on freedom because our freedoms are something that are infringed upon the larger our government gets. And so if you want to look at my resume, you are welcome to. I have been a leader all my life. I know how to lead. I know how to cast vision. And importantly, I know that you don't come to the table and say, I'm the person that has all the solutions. You come to the table and you say, I will get a person for every single area of the state that will bring you the solutions that you're asking for. My staff is heavily equipped. My Lieutenant Governor Choice, Craig Blow, he served in the Army. He flew Blackhawks. He helped set up foreign governments. My head of education, Paige Miller, mom for liberty, 30 years experience, master in administration. We're already working on business. We're already working on veterans affairs. We're already working on health freedom. We are not playing around. We are here to serve you as leaders. We're going to come as the dream team for the state of Indiana, and you are going to get your government back. I like this lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Jamie Rittenauer is our guest. Uh, she got. I, I want to come back to this because obviously we want to know like your plans and what you want to do for state of Indiana. But what you did was so important because I have, Casey, I've talked about this a million Mm -hmm. times about how rigged our electoral system is. And the Republicans have totally done this. And it's ironic. John Rust is having his hearing in front of the Supreme Court today to try to break part of this, you know, I don't know, is it monopoly or mafia or whatever word we want to use up? Stronghold. Yeah. I mean, on, on the you have to vote in so many primaries. But the other side of it is the signatures. And we have talked for such a long time about how it's rigged that Unless you're a professional politician, congressman, senator, whatever, or a super rich person. And have the bank account right. to bankroll it. But but you did this. and I th- So tell us about your, your team that did this. Because everybody else, if indeed like down the road the signature law is allowed to stand and people got to keep doing this, they, they, need, they need to know what the secret is so that regular people like you can run for public 
office. Like, I almost want to vote for you, even though I didn't know anything about you, just how you pulled off getting these signatures <laughs> with with so with so, with one paid person working for you. Well, it's a it's a good resume builder, right? I mean, it's incredible. We're, we're talking about the difference mm-hmm. in being conservative and yes. not conservative. So there you go. I proved to you that I could do that. Um, yeah, so it takes a lot of organizing. Um, our team is very gifted, right? So the Bible talks about we boast in the Lord. I have the gift of administration leadership. Um, it just means that what we do, we do very well. And we're not overburdened by the details. So I think the key in any kind of leadership style is making sure that the people that you're leading enjoy what they're doing. And so what we do with our team is we look for people that are specifically gifted in gathering people and handling a whole lot of basically multitasking. And those people we put at the forefront. And then the people that are more about serving, which in other words, if you were to put them in a situation where there's a whole lot of detail, they would get overwhelmed. But they're the people that do want to be involved and will knock on doors and will talk to people. We let them be led by the front crew. And the front crew is really, like I said, it's those gatherers, those administrative people. And so we just took time to really ask people what they wanted to do to get to know people. Um, And when you get to know people and you get to know their talents and their giftings and their experiences, um, you can organize them in such a manner that they go and run quickly. And that's what they did. What have you learned through this process? I've learned a lot about government and how awful tape. it is. Uh, I mean, well, we all knew. <laughs> what do you right? like different about it? Yeah. I mean, we all knew what it was like. But when you get into the nitty gritty and you're sitting there looking at signature forms and you're looking at congressional districts and you're looking at the the many signatures that you have to give from people that are already registered, the fact that you might have to do your own audits on that. I mean, there is so much that you have to do. They really hate regular people, don't they? The well, Republicans and then you hate have this regular question. people. Here's an interesting question. And then you have this question, where do the signatures go? Right. Right. Like, does the Republican Party get all those signatures? Right. Dude, did we just work our tails off? <laughs> And the Republican Party's <laughs> going to take all our say, and now they're going to send mailers out. Like, what is going on? So it's the red tape. We've learned about the red tape. You have to function in it before you can change it. And all, right, that. all right. Why don't we take a break? And then when we come back, we're going to we're going to ask you some enough fluff here. We've mm-hmm. been way too nice to you for a, a whole segment. We, we actually, our listeners actually want to know where you stand on some yeah. of the but, issues. But uh, look, I just, I just thought it was such a big deal yeah. that she got these signatures, and we talk about this all the time. Fantastic. But how rigged this thing is, and so I thought we got we almost had to give her a whole segment. Got to highlight it. It can be done because. They, I guarantee, man be dead. They, yeah. they are so mad, Jamie, that you pulled this <laughs> off. I guarantee there are people at the Republican Party headquarters who are just, just beside themselves. So why don't we take a break and then we'll ask her some policy questions. Sounds good. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Come on up It is the Kendall and Casey Show. Rob Casey's here. Continuing now our, our conversation with Jamie Rittenauer. She is a Republican running for governor in the state of Indiana. All right. Uh, we were way too nice to you last segment. we got to ask you some hard questions now. Um, two-part question to start this segment, and I want you to complete this sentence. Uh, the Republican Party has done a blank job running the state of Indiana the past seven years. The Republican Party has done an inadequate job. Oh. Inadequate. Um, inadequate job in okay. the state of Indiana these and past few years. Second part of the question, why? Well, we're conservatives. Our government is full of many different committees. Our codes are full of constant delegation of power. And the issues that mean the most to us take forever for the legislation to actually get either in a committee and voted on 
or past. Um, COVID was an eye-opening experience. All of a sudden in COVID, we realized all of these people that we thought that we voted for that are kind of enough distance away that they're not going to affect our families. So in other words, were were any of us ever really satisfied with what we were getting in the Republican Party? No. The answer is no. If we're all honest, the answer is no. We were putting politicians in office and we were simply saying, okay, at least they said they're conservative. But then we would get results and just go, this is crazy. Like they're not doing anything that we asked them to do. But it didn't feel like it was hitting the dinner table. Now, through COVID, we found out that it doesn't just hit the dinner table. It affects your life. Mm-hmm. Like, these are life decisions. And when you are part of a conservative party and you can't define what that party thinks about freedom, there's a problem. When you can't define what that party thinks about um, the way they spend money, when you start getting information about LEAP and the IEDC and you're going, wait, you guys are purchasing land. Wait, let me get this straight. You're purchasing land and then you're giving Um, opportunity to certain companies to buy that land or be on that land. Wait, is is this a winners and losers situation? I thought we were conservative. And so here's the thing. It's not just a matter of what they've done. And please listen when I tell you this. It's also a matter of how they were able to do it. In government, you have to have legislation. You have to have the backing to be able to do these things that you're doing. And so there has been a lot more thought into what they're doing, and that is where they have failed us. You you talked about the process, and I think that's a, an interesting answer because Casey and I talk all the time about the property taxes. Yeah. And um, we had a chance to talk about today that Nikki Kelly, and we'll get into this with her tomorrow, has this piece out in the Indiana Capital Chronicle that these legislators are getting these citizen surveys back, and overwhelmingly- It's the number one thing. Yeah, people are saying, fix the property it taxes. Is. We've been talking about this for two years. We had people flooding- our inbox with the fix, you know, begging these people to fix property taxes. We had them flood their inboxes to fix property taxes. Yes. And here we are two years later, and they still have no plan for any of this. And people are l- literally having to make very hard choices to stay in their homes now because of this property tax. Stuff. That's such a great answer that you gave. Yeah. So here's how I work. If it's not working, I'm not I'm not going to be knocking on that door. People ask me all the time, like, do you know people at the state house? I know their names. I'm not concerned about building a relationship with them. My job is to build a relationship with the people of the state of Indiana. They are who we work for, and they have forgotten that. So what I do is I operate under the Constitution, for instance, because education is our primary platform. Education is under the governor through the Constitution. When we talk about something like property tax, I don't say, am I going to go bang my head against a wall and have these conversations with the legislature? No. What I'm going to do is I'm going to travel the state of Indiana. I'm going to go to 92 counties. I'm going to invite them to a meeting. I'm going to put their names on the table. You come or you don't come. And we are going to talk about having a statewide solution for the property taxes in our state. If you are just trying to deal with it from the top down and you don't acknowledge that there is a county level conversation that needs to take place, you're not doing anything. You've got to have the counties get involved and be held accountable for the conversation as well. Yeah, that, that's a, Jamie Rittenauer is our, our guest. She's running for governor on the Republican side. That's such an interesting answer because we always hear from the politicians and the, the, their response is, well, but what about the schools? W- what about the towns? What about the cities? The whole premise of the property tax caps 15 years ago was schools and towns and cities and fire territories. All of them were totally out of control. And we've got to come in and fix this because you guys are so irresponsible. And it's like that never happens. Like now they're just like, but what about the schools? Yes. 
Well, that's the point. The point is that we've made the conversation such a general conversation. You really can throw anything in there that you want and you're not held accountable to it. That's not how I work. Look, it's a it's taking a chapter out of President Trump's book. Whether you're on this side of President Trump or that side of President Trump, he did something that was excellent. He went around, he gave the vision as to what he was going to do, and he made it very clear for the people to understand. So when he got into office and the news was constantly criticizing him, Kellyanne Conway would go, she would be on a segment and she would say, yeah, but we ran on this. And so the reason why I tell the state of Indiana what my plans are is so that when we are doing those things, you know, I voted for that and she's doing it. I am telling you the plan for property taxes. I am not just going to shoot for this from a state, uh, a high state level where you're talking about all your legislature and all those conversations. No, I am going to the ground. I'm going to the counties. I'm going to have their names on the table. We're going to give them an official invitation. And just so you know, this isn't going to happen whenever I get into office. Let me tell you the difference between myself. Listen carefully. The difference between myself and other governor candidates. I am called. I'm called. I was told to come to raise up with all of my teammates and to serve you as governor of the state of Indiana. So I don't operate in a mindset of trying to get elected. I am walking by faith, which means in my mind, I'm already elected. I am working for you. These county conversations I am talking to you about, I'm not going to have those on the other side of government. I'm going to have those now. My team is already working on building relationships with county. And let me do like a shameless plug. If you are a county commissioner and you are involved in a county, we want you to contact our campaign. We want you to lead these conversations because we have to be a state that is about borders, no boundaries. The state of Indiana has to work together. We are a beautiful state. We are not a one size fits all, but this we can all do together. We can believe in Indiana goodness. Jamie, okay, you just mentioned that we're a beautiful state, but um, inside America's deserted steel town, scary Gary, Indiana, (laughs) 10,000 buildings sit abandoned. About half the population has fled. How do you include areas of Indiana like that? Look, they're putting me on the spot, right? Let me tell you something that they tell you in politics. In politics, they tell you whatever you do, don't give them the details. Right. So I'm about to just totally. Yes. Everyone says, I'm let gonna, me, let me be go clear. Right that. <laughs> and Rob and I say, OK, great. Be clear. How about you be specific? Well, yes. and, and, well, and before you answer that, I think this is great, Casey. And you can back me up on this. We've had two candidates for governor the previous two days. Neither one of them mm-hmm. gave us any sort of specifics mm-hmm. on what they planned to do. We asked them some of these same questions and. We have someone that wants to give us answers. Right. Yes. Don't, we don't know what to do. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes. You are on WRA. Deep yeah, take, deep a, <laughs> take a deep breath. It's okay. It's so great. Um, you're on WIBC. This is Jamie Rittenauer, and this is breaking news. You're going to hear this first from me here. Um, we've got plans for Gary, Indiana. I was actually Sunday just up in that area, and um, I am so excited to tell you. Look, we're looking at the airport in Gary, Indiana. Um, we want to make a, uh, a statewide effort to change that city. Right now, I'm entertaining thoughts um, about, first of all, pilots are very needed all over the world. Um, As you know, I run on education. We run on apprenticeships for seniors. Um, And so one of the things that we want to do is we want to become, in the state of Indiana, the training capital of the United States. Now, are you looking at doing that with the help of foreign investors? Because that's been the plan in the past. No, we, we don't look for foreign investors. We look for Indiana Uh, businessmen and women to come forward and help invest in our apprenticeship program. We look for small businesses in the state of Indiana to get get involved. It's a great opportunity to stir up our economy because small businesses need employees. I mean, the workforce in Indiana is wanting. 
not just from a standpoint of, you know, we need more people to work, but also from the standpoint of people don't even want to work. So this is an opportunity for the people of Indiana to build their own workforce. We're going to lay out this apprenticeship program so that small businesses can apply for the program. They can be um, put through a vetting process, and then they'll be approved, and then they can have seniors work for them, and they're literally training them for that moment when they graduate so that they have employees that already know what's going on. And, it, and look, even if they don't work for those people in the future, at least they've gotten the experience. At least they've had a training with people that care about their business and the state of Indiana. When it comes to Gary, Indiana, we approach it slightly differently because in Gary, Indiana, they have the airport that's nearby. We want to look at that airport as a training ground. Uh, Casey, we may have found the female Rob Kendall. We, you think so? We, I mean, I, and that in this audience that'll play well outside of here. You might not want to say that. I'll, I'll, like, oh, exactly. I, I just love no. I just I just love the the directness of the answers. Mm-hmm. And even if I disagree with you on something, which I don't think you've said anything yet that I would. Oh, that's horrible. But I just love the directness of the answer. So hey, before we let you go, we'll have you back. We're gonna have all these candidates back as we get closer to the, the election. Um, you talked about being called by God to run and. When you said that on this show several months ago, there were a lot of people who kind of snickered and said, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, I'm going to tell you, God was all over you getting those signatures because Jim Merritt and I talked about this. Abdul and I talked about this. There has never been a person with the lack of financial resources or political connections ever in the history of this state that has done what you did. And so people could laugh and snicker when you said that. God helped you get those signatures because that is... Absolutely amazing, and no one should sleep on you in this governor's race because you're here. You're Mm -hmm. able to run. Mm -hmm. I'm here, and I'm not going away. When you look at how you walk by faith through Scripture, it's very simple. There will always be scoffers. There will always be people that doubt. The Scriptures are full of that. But the whole point is that we walk by faith. The whole point is that we're pointing to the Lord. If I can do it, then it's not something that requires faith. Faith requires risk. What are we doing as Christians if we're not out there requiring risk in our lives. That's not faith. If you have faith, you're a person that's looking for the confirmations. You're looking for the Lord to tell you what to do. And you're not afraid to walk out there and say, I will risk it all. That is what I'm doing for the state of Indiana. You should be excited because there is a person that is out there working for you. We believe in Indiana goodness. We believe in the people of Indiana. Go to our website, Jamie the number four, ingov.com. Go spell, to spell, spell, spell it again because there's like sure. nine, there's like there's 90 like, ver- different versions so of Jamie. True. That's so true. Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, the number four, ingov.com. But today at two o'clock on Facebook, we're going to be making an announcement for all of you guys that want to get involved. You want to go to our Facebook page, Jamie Rittenauer for Governor, and you want to get that announcement that's going to happen today at two o'clock. Look, we are excited to bring you Indiana goodness. You're going to enjoy it. Stay tuned. Uh, Jamie Rittenauer, Jamie, J-A-M-I-E for ingov.com is the website. Uh, Thank you and uh, keep us posted. I will. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. The phone number, 317-684-8444. If you'd like to get involved with voicemails, we would appreciate a call. 
It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Do you want to do a uh, quick recap of our interview with Jamie Rittenauer? Look, you know, we were talking during the break. She has gotten infinitely better Mm -hmm. from when she was here three or four months ago. Yes. I mean, her ability to articulate the things that are important to her. I mean, she did almost no deep policy discussion when she was here last time. And look, she's going to really struggle from the money side. Mm -hmm. And she was able to pull off something incredible to get those signatures with no money but you can't get on tv you can't get on the radio you know you can only do so much earned media and so she's got to figure out how to how to raise raise some money but if she does look she'll be she'll be an interesting voice in this race because let's face it the rest of those people are a snooze fest right now i mean i thought curtis was going to put a little life into it curtis hill and he he hasn't thus far um because i thought he was going to be on some sort of revenge tour and that was going to be fun to cover but (laughs) <laughs> Pretty boring so far from the rest of them, and so she is a she's a little as you say a little pepper in the soup. Mm-hmm. And um, Jamie Rittenauer, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, she's clearly not screwing around, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, she was celebrating the fact that she was able to purchase a billboard. I believe it's on uh, sixty five somewhere. So when you say she's not going to have the money and be able to compete, yeah, when she's celebrating one billboard versus uh, Brad Chambers and all of his. Um, digital ads sure. that he has constantly playing on YouTube and then the television that he'll be able to cover throughout the entire state top to bottom. I mean, when you talk about the difference, uh, Brad Chambers has $5.3 million. Doden has $4 million. Mike Braun has $3.2 million. Suzanne Crouch, $1.8 million. Uh, Curtis Hill, 271000 And then Jamie Rittenauer has $17,000. She really That's remi- a big difference. She really reminds me of... Um, She's almost like a Republican rainwater because mm. a lot of her views line up with Donald Rainwater's in terms of the government and mm-hmm. things to do with the government. And if she can get, and this does happen in politics, if she can get one person who really believes in her, who has a large amount of disposable income, you know, and this look, this stuff happens. Don't forget, Rainwater got uh, that one guy, that famous poker player, gave Rainwater a hundred grand in in uh, in in twenty twenty. And so somebody hears her, somebody believes in what she believes in and, and, and writes her a big check. And, hey, you know, she's not going to be able to play on statewide TV. She's not going to get that kind of money. But you can run ads. She can do damage. She can become a player in the game. She can affect the conversation. Um, and she got those signatures. Do not, Casey, yeah. do not ever doubt the power of the big man, mm-hmm. the big man above. And the mm-hmm. big man was looking all over her. When she got those, signatures, she got those and got, signatures and got on the ballot. But yeah. I'm curious, though, even if she were to get a big, large dollar donor and she could run some ads, who is she going to take votes away from? Like, if you're sitting there going, well, I was thinking about blank, but I'm really into Jamie Rittenauer now. Who who was your first choice? Well, I, th- I think I think there's two camps. Hill? I think there's two camps of people she could draw from. Yeah. Well, three. One, I think she might be able to inspire people to vote who otherwise would not vote. Uh, and then there's a group of people, the the Republicans who went to Rainwater, who are sick of the crap. Hmm. Like, they're just sick of the—they're sick of the Republican crap. And those people really don't have anybody to vote for yet because Curtis has not really given those people— a reason to yet i think he still could i know he's gonna come back on the show here pretty soon but if you're sick of the republican because the problem with curtis is he plays too much in the establishment for a lot of people he's he's the the outsider of that top five group but you don't get to be attorney general without 
needing some help from the power brokers. And let's face it, he's got a campaign infrastructure. Her whole thing is grassroots. That dude that was there is her only employee. He's 21 years old. Mm -hmm. He's like Weird Al Yankovic in UHF. He's run a TV station. He's run an insurance company. It's an amazing story. And I find it very charming. And um, But just she, she, she will get more with less. If she could get $100,000 somehow, she you would be shocked at how much publicity she could get with $100,000 because she pulled off the signature thing with no money. And I'm telling you, having worked for a campaign that had to do it, it's a $150,000, $200,000 operation, and she right. did it with no money. Yeah, I think that's the most impressive thing so far is so, her ability we'll see. to get those signatures without any uh, money look, to do it. She uh, did not buy them. Right. No, and I'm not endorsing her, and I'm not sure I'm even going to endorse anybody yet. We'll see. But- uh, I will tell you, I'm cheering for her to do well because I want to see more regular people involved in our political process. And um, it's part of why I'm cheering for Russ to get on the ballot mm -hmm. is because I'm not endorsing Rust or even saying I'm going to vote for Rust. I have no idea yet. We've had that conversation. I have no idea what his views are. We'll find out if, he, if the Supreme Court says he can stay. But I want more regular people involved in the political process and people like her inspire others. And she I, she needs to do okay. If she gets 2% of the vote, it was sort of a fool's errand. But if she gets 10, 12% of the vote, then maybe that inspires more people, just like Rainwater did in, in 2020, to, to get off their backsides and get involved. Do you really think she could get 10% of the vote? I mean, I think at this point, when you look at Chambers and Braun, who I feel like are competing against each other, even if you were to get... 20% of the vote, that may win the state. It's good. Look, again, Casey, I will say this, and I and I mean this with every fiber of my being. I've seen the Lord work in incredible ways, mm. and um, her faith is incredible. And like I said, I cannot, I know I sound like a broken record saying this, what she did, what Jamie Rittenauer did, getting those signatures, I have never seen. Never seen, and like I said, we asked Merritt this, who's been around, you know, 40 years, 50 years, whatever it is now. Sorry, Jim, I'm dating you. Um, and Abdul, who's been here 20 years, and they both <laughs> said, we've never seen a regular person who wasn't a very wealthy person right. pull that off, and she did it running away. She didn't just barely get the signatures. She got like 1,500 extra signatures. So she has a base of people to pull from. She's got to get a donor, though. She's got to get someone to give her a sizable amount of money in order to be able to just run the campaign. Yep. It does seem like she has a uh, something stronger driving her desire yeah. than just employment. We should probably play at least a voicemail since this is our voicemail Oh segment. my goodness, I didn't realize the time. It is 1044. Uh, I was caught up in that conversation. Okay, yeah. Speaking of competition, there are now 11 different people who are running in the 5th District, <laughs> and that is where Victoria Sparts has changed her mind and said, nope, she's back in. And we did get a call about Victoria Sparts. Hey, Victoria Sparts, she's running for one reason and one reason only. She's not going to leave $186,000 a year pension on the table. When you do three years in Congress, that's what you get. Yeah, well, we talked about in that coincidental that Greg Pence getting out right at the time he would be eligible and obviously Bouchon getting out right at the time he's eligible, and that's probably just a giant coincidence. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, she needs that. She needs one more term to get herself locked in, I think, to that uh, – 
I think of the way that because I think you got to be and I she won't get it right away because I think it's age and you have to have been there six years so she wouldn't get it right away but uh yeah boy that's funny how that worked out so Chris Jensen tweeted out and he said he's the mayor he's the mayor of Noblesville mm -hmm, and he said that Hoosiers in the fifth district uh deserve to be represented in DC by stable focused and results driven conservative leadership and that's why he is endorsing Chuck Goodrich. Uh, in our YouTube chat, Adam said, based on that interview, I've definitely changed my vote for Jamie. I'll be voting in the primary, definitely. The power of this show, Casey. Interesting. You never know who's listening. Uh, uh, we've been told no one. It is 1046. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is nine minutes away from 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We rich. Yes, sir. We're rich. Had a good night last night. Yeah. yeah. You won your bet. bet. Big bet on the Chiefs last night. I had a number of different prop bets, but the one I really hitched my wagon to was the Chiefs. Yeah. And that came through. Yeah. So a good day for me yesterday. Sahith Thigala easily inside the top 20 at the, uh, at the, uh, I guess that's still a golf tournament. It's more like a bar brawl, but the waste management open. Nigel was there. Yeah, uh, and he wasn't the drunkest person for once. It's pretty amazing. Let that sink in for just a yeah, little bit. Yeah, Nigel was one of the more sober people. Um, and then, obviously, I was in with you on the Chiefs. I it, Boy, that lot of money came in late on the 49ers. I got that thing at two and a Chiefs getting two and a half. Yeah, and like I said on the video thing that I put out, this was all about me and how I was going to deal with potentially losing the bet. Mm -hmm. If I bet on the Chiefs, which I ultimately did one. I knew I was betting on a generational quarterback, a really good coach, and a team that historically, when they're underdogs, are money in the bank. Mm -hmm. They're like 10-1-1 one, and one when Mahomes and Andy Reid are underdogs. If they get beat, I can go to bed. I can live with myself because I think that's the right play. And Taylor Swift would have lost, and I gladly would have lost my bet. If you said, Rob, you can lose this bet, and Taylor Swift loses, I would say, take my money. <laughs> but had I bet on San Francisco and they got beat, mm -hmm. I would have to look at myself in the mirror and go, you bet against Patrick Mahomes yeah. and right. Andy Reid when yeah. they had two weeks to prepare? Yeah. You went with Mr. Irrelevant over Patrick Mahomes? What's wrong with you? Don't you feel like Mahomes willed it to happen? Like, at the end there like, of regulation, it was like, he was the one working. He's that dude. Yeah. Like, that's the expression, right? He's that dude. Because yeah. those receivers are not very good. No. Like, Travis Kelsey's a really good tight end, but they're wide receivers. They're average guys. Yeah. And he willed them to a Super Bowl win. Yeah, and I got to give you a thank you because you you and I uh, got on this no parlay um 2024, yes, the, the the bank is backing up the truck there for you for all that money you won last night. <laughs> and uh, I have actually, I sent you a text. I have, I have nine times more money in my account mm -hmm. than when we started that because well, I started trying. And I, what I'd found is I was just screwing around at work and betting on all these parlays. And I just kept losing because I was killing time at sucker work. Sucker bets. Parlays yeah, are horrible. sucker bets. And I got back to trying at the start of this year. And it has been a great, off. great first couple months do you ever bet on like the coin toss or the gatorade color oh yeah i did all that i did, did the you? coin toss last night did you lost. win that lost it i had tails i'm a tails guy tails never fails but mm -hmm. it did on the uh, opening of the game yeah uh but i won betting on will the game go to overtime mm -hmm. and that was a big yeah, that's a strong, big win that's a strong yeah. 
We turned, uh, I think, five bucks into 60 with that. Oh, nice. Um, so then we hit a few other props. I had Mahomes rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost a few others. Uh, George Kittle was a no-show for me yeah, yesterday. Yeah, boy, how about that? Um, Pacheco, I had him to score the final touchdown. Um, that was a really long shot. Mm-hmm. Came close. But, yeah, we had a good day yesterday, and it was really fun. And uh, a lot of food. Oh, man. Yeah, you're going to owe me five bucks at the end of this week, fatty. Yeah, it's it's not looking good already. Yeah, I, I, I celebrated. I let a gigantic cheer in my house when your wife posted, or you posted that, I guess, that photo of that spread you uh, you had. I said, yes, sir, $5 for the kitty coming up this week. Which we had a think, sliders buffet. Do you think you eat more on Super Bowl Sunday or Thanksgiving? Oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving okay. at sports. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, what's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Big Nige is back. It's the Hammer and Nigel show today. Can you believe it? Holy hell. You're going to get crazy. Guy Relford will join us and the biggest stories of the day. Thank you, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.